Welcome to episode 17. Uh, we are here, as always, Lena, Kayla, Kayla, and Eli. I almost messed up. <laughs> that, that was worse. Um, All right, let's, let's do this again. I mean, you said it wrong. Jeez, I was freaking... I, mean, I like being first, though. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Um, I also said Kayla, not KB. So, anyways, that was a new record, I think. I stumbled like 10 it's seconds Kayla. into it. <laughs> If a lot of people don't know this, but um, usually it's Kayla, Kayla, Lena. Yeah, true. But of That's course, true. I go by I go by KB as to avoid confusion. But usually it's Kayla, Kayla, and Lena. Yeah, and I think That's it's just just how it comes out because Lena's pictures right front and center on my screen. <laughs> so Whoop. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so now that that was butchered, um, we <laughs> are. So tonight we're starting our first uh, Retro Rewind, which is uh, we're just going to pick either an old movie or a classic movie, or in this case, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, a genre or a category, or I don't know, what would you call it? Universal Monsters, what is that, a a group or a a stable? Um, KB, is that a stable? An era. Era. It it is a stable. It is, in fact, a stable. I like that reference there, my friend. Um we got a faction going. Yeah, it's a faction. That's more like it. Um, <laughs> somebody just hit the whammy bar. That um, fucking horn. So yeah, that was an accident. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just hope it's loud enough to pick up on the thing because I'm not deleting it. So. <laughs> Oh man, that was that was too perfect. Oh god, that was too good. <laughs> um, Wrestling jokes. God, that was great. We should we'll just add that to the show. Welcome, welcome to episode seventeen, you guys. Yeah. We uh, finally let ourselves go. Yeah. <laughs> We're tired. <laughs> we are tired. That is the motto for tonight: is that we are tired. Yeah, just a little bit loony and tired. <laughs> this should be interesting. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, I would call it an era. Yeah, I mean, it's what we'll talk about. I mean, it went on for over 20 years, technically, um, that period. So it wasn't really – this one's kind of the wild card because it's not like a – you know, we're talking about The Exorcist. It's just one thing. This is several movies over – you know, two or three decades. So, uh, mm. but it is a request from Kayla's mom. So, hello. Hi, mom. Is it, is it, Hi, is Kayla's it, mom. Is it Miss Lindsay? Is that, is that right? Miss, or no, wait, you're married, right? What's her name? Uh, she's Miss Lindsay, so you can, oh. Miss Angela, Miss Angela Lindsay. Miss Angela, Miss Angela. Angela. Right. I'm sorry, I cussed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't be okay. upset with me. Because if my mother, if my mama Sandy is watching, watching, listening, she's probably I'm gonna get a phone call every time she hears me <laughs> drop something. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm an adult, so it's fine. Yeah. I mean that's, that's what happens. <laughs> and and uh, I know we'll probably get into this a little bit too, but she made that suggestion because these are her favorite movies to watch and she's really excited to hear us talk about it. So um I'm excited to talk about them too because we love talking about these and this is one of those types of or these are one of those types of movies that we all talk circles around the whole time and we all know and love and they're the center of why so many of us love horror and why a lot of us started loving horror in the first place so well um, and a lot of people don't think about the fact that this is also the start of 
um, special effects artistry as well. Sure. Yeah. True. Yeah. I'll talk more about that here in a little bit, but who wants to do the big reveal? Um, oh, we're just going to do new stuff. Oh, well, I mean, I figured we would go ahead and reveal what we're talking about and then do the new stuff. Oh, we were alluding to it so much. You have to, do we want to, do we want to keep it a secret until after new stuff and make them, make them wait? Well, I think I used the actual term in a sentence just a while ago. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people think like a lot of people don't necessarily to understand that terminology. Okay. So you know what? Let's let let's make them wait. Okay. Let's well, do yeah. the new stuff. If you make them sweat. If you didn't catch it before, we'll spell it out to you like your child after the new stuff. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're gonna get started with the new stuff, and not Kayla. Uh, KB will get started. Okay, what's up, nerds? Um, not a lot going on. We're still in that weird horror lull, but we've got some great announcements for you. Um, the number one, in my opinion, is that we have finally kind of gotten um, a confirmation that Spawn is happening. Yeah. Um, yay! With a with a really you know amazing amazing casting choice. Um, and I think a very unexpected one, but I'm super excited. Um, Jamie Foxx is, is going to be, is going to be in it. So I think that that's, I think that that's a fantastic choice. He's a top grade actor and come on, like he'll do it justice. He won an Oscar. <laughs> that's all. I, yeah. That's, that's literally all I need. And a grand. Well, he has so much charisma, you know, you just can't, Take your eyes off him. No matter what he's in, he just is a scene stealer and is just a lot of fun. So I think that no matter what he does, it'll be a blast. I will say this: I was I was working at Best Buy when his um, when that solo album came out after after Ray, and I think right around the time like Miami Vice was hitting. Um, what was that like? Blame it on the goose. Blame it on the uh, 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 alcohol. That's yeah. Song. Like that, yes. like oh, we could yes. not, we could not keep that album in the store. Like you, I mean, wow. like pandemonium. And I don't know if it was just because of, you know, what he had done acting and it was just like a fever pitch or what, but, um, yeah, yeah, he's, well, and the funny thing is, is like, so Todd McFarlane, obviously he created Spawn and he's writing and directing the movie, um, which can be bad if you look at some of the movies Stephen King directed. Um, he, so he, he's basically saying it's going to be a horror movie more than a comic book movie. And he's actually um, talking about a quiet place as inspiration. So mm-hmm. I don't know how that's going to play out, but he's saying like Spawn's really not going to be in it as much as like the one from 20 years ago or whatever. So, um, so there's a lot of interesting things surrounding this. Um, Project. So the interesting thing to me is that he expects the budget to be around twelve million dollars, and it's going to be rated R. Wow! Ooh, yeah, yes. that's interesting. Sick. Yeah. So know. there's I mean, no, but there's no origin story, um, and apparently, I guess he won't talk a lot. So it's. It's definitely going to be something new. I th- I hope that he's like you know 
pulling from some really good sources, but the fact that he got Jamie Foxx says, I think, in, in my opinion, says a lot. I don't think that Jamie mm-hmm. Foxx would sign up for a shitty movie. Well, he was in Spider-Man too. so... Yeah, but... <laughs> Those were brutal movies, whether they were shitty or not. They were popular movies. They made money. Well, I'm not debating that. You just said he wouldn't sign up for a shitty movie. It was, it was pretty shitty. <laughs> Box office didn't say that they were shitty. I mean, I mean it derailed the franchise. Like, they, well, <laughs> they stopped making franchise them. franchise that was never on the rails. I mean, Don't get the, me started on Spider-Man. It's the second one in the series. How can it not be a franchise? They had plans for like two more plus all the Sinister Six stuff. And with that one, when that one did less than I'm expected. Tar- I'm saying that none of them were good. I hated them all. That's yeah. A, that's a conversation for another day. This is not this is not the topic we're on. I mean, we can have, we should have a spin-off episode on it would be like a million hours long of superheroes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> of me talking yeah, about how much I don't like Spider-Man. What if we each like do a five-hour episode of us ranting about superhero movies? Because I could probably fill up a lot, too. And I don't even I like would, superhero movies as a general rule. So. I would love that. <laughs> I think that, that I could definitely fill, fill at least a minimum of six hours of me ranting about how, <laughs> how much I don't like Spider-Man. Okay, let's do it. I think this is a plan. <laughs> but speaking of Spider-Man, I got to remind everybody that not only are we getting Spawn, we're getting Venom as well. But I don't think Venom's going to be... I don't know if it'll have like a little bit of a horror element. I don't think it will, but I still think it's going to be good. So, oh, two similar <laughs> scary creatures. So, I think it you know, I'm ready. That's relevant. Because I think it's going to be R-rated as well. Uh, I hope so. I feel like we've had this conversation so many times that the PG-13 ratings just don't work. Um, Yeah. Well, yeah, they don't work for, unless it's, if the content doesn't work for it. So, like, Venom is supposed to be super violent, so if it's PG-13 and you cut down on it, then it doesn't fulfill the promise of the character so that's no fun true well a couple more announcements um i think probably a really sad one um is bruce campbell's retirement boo he he has given his blessing to more evil dead like stories but he has retired ash Mm mm-hmm uh, end of an era, guys. Uh, yeah, end of sad. an era. He's such a joy. <laughs> he is. He really so is. Sad. I know. Well, and Ash versus Evil Dead was really good, and and that that movie getting um, that movie that show getting canceled. Honestly, in in my opinion, is was a mistake. It was really well done. It was funny. It made mm-hmm. sense in you know the scope of the actual franchise and and the realm or world or whatever i just don't i don't understand why people didn't buy into it yeah i think it was it was just because it was on stars i mean I had if it to, had been on hbo you better believe that shit would have been hit. oh totally well and i think that's why yeah. like um outcast is struggling i mean most of the time when i say that 
you know, that sentence, most people don't even know what I'm talking about. That's Robert Kirkman who did Walking Dead. That's his other comic book. And um, it's on Cinemax. And honestly, I think that first season was better than Walking Dead's been in like four or five seasons. No clue what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, no clue. Yeah. And, and like, oh, that's so sad. Like, too. Which just proves the point. I have no clue what you're talking about. Um, so I think I'm also really out of touch. I think it's that, but it's also, you know, the longer a show goes on, they have to start raising budgets and they have to start paying their actors more money. And, um, you know, if the ratings weren't there, but it didn't help that they, you know, they started the first two seasons around Halloween and then the second season or the third season they started in February. And it was just a weird, you know, Mm. know, we're in that lull. Mm -hmm. No one's really thinking about Halloween horror stuff. So, um, so I wasn't really surprised, um, just because most most of my friends don't have stars, so they weren't watching it. They were watching it on Netflix, like after you know after it aired and got put on there and stuff. But um, that's yeah, that's what I've been doing. But I just don't know if there was enough you know enough gas in the tank to keep it going. Right. Mm-hmm. But he made a good point though. Bruce um, Campbell was talking, I think probably on Twitter, but. I mean, just the fact that that show came back and that, you know, he was able to play that character again, you know, just the odds of that happening and it being successful. It may not have been a huge success, but I mean, oh, for sure. There's three seasons of TV, you know, that's like. I totally agree with that. You know, that's almost two or three movies if you think about it, like each season's a movie. So that's Mm kind of almost like we got three new sequels if you want to look at it like that. But. But yeah, I mean, For sure. he gave his blessings. Um, Upon blessings. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I just think that that's one of those fandoms that's just not going to go away. So, uh, you know, whether they introduce Mia or if they expand it from their universe with new characters or whatever, like, I, I just, I think there'll always be an appetite for Evil Dead related stuff, so... I'm keeping my fingers yeah. crossed that we get more Mia because uh, if anybody knows anything about uh, me, I'm a huge fan of that movie. Yeah. So fingers crossed that they can continue in some in some uh, capacity because I don't think that Evil Dead could ever actually die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, my last one before I pass it over to Eli is just a quick shout out to um, a trailer. Um, and if you guys haven't seen it, it's for the movie Upgrade. I'm, I'm always on the fence when I talk about a trailer. Um, if I want to tell listeners what what it's about. Or if I want to just tell them to watch it, what do you guys think? I don't know. I'm torn. I I appreciate a good teaser. um, But then, I don't know. Like, uh, the example I always go back to, um, this was in uh, 2006. I was still working at Best Buy, going back to that story. But um, it was when Superman Returns was coming out. And that trailer was unbelievable like every time i put it on like we we i think it was on a either a dvd or uh, it was on tv and we saved it on the dvr and used it in the surround sound stuff i mean every time i put it on i got goosebumps like every single time right and then 
and then the movie didn't live up to that, you know? So it was kind of a, so it wasn't an example of like, you know, gave away too much story or anything like that. It was just like, I've never seen a trailer (laughs) be better than the movie or hype it up. Right. You know? So Mm -hmm. I kind of prefer like the teasers now, you know, just the little same, just give me a little, like I'm going to like Venom. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go see Venom. You know what I mean? Like the first time they did it in 2007, it was a, you know, I don't even know the word. I was going to say tragedy, but it's worse than that. You know, it was just not great. So, like, I think they're going to do it right this time. So, like, I'm going to go. You don't have to give me a four-minute trailer. So, Right. I um, I will at least say um, that it is more of a sci-fi horror movie. I'm not going to talk about it because I do, I do like letting people be intrigued by something and them actually going to experience it itself. Cause if I, if I tell the story, the, the actual like reveal of the trailer is not going to be as good. So, um, I will say it's sci-fi horror. Um, and it's, I mean, I could, from what I gather, I could see this episode, like this being an episode of black mirror. Cool. I'm intrigued by just that. So I know. I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, because it comes out like in a few days. So I'm gonna leave it at the plot seems like this could be something out of Black Mirror. So I'm gonna leave it at that. You guys go watch the trailer. It's called Upgrade. Um and it should be really interesting. I I think I might try to go see it in theaters. I might not, um, because usually I don't have time. But it's got Logan Marshall Green in it, and I think that he's super cute. And he was in Prometheus, and he's a really great actor. So why wouldn't you go see it? Yeah. Do you know what movie he was also in? (laughs) Spider-Man. Was he really? Yeah, he was in in Homecoming. I don't. I don't know. Oh, well, I saw that movie, so... I didn't well, know that. Sorry to spoil it. He was in. Home. He's like a big. He's like Tom Hardy's cute brother. Uh, man, I, I don't know why everyone has been saying that lately. Somebody Dude, they look so much alike. Somebody it's said weird. he was like the poor man Tom Hardy. I'm like, man, not really. <laughs> no, he's still <laughs> Tom he's Hardy. Still cute. The poor man's Tom Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's still um, he, no. He's equally. He's equally handsome. Just some handsome. Yeah, Tom Hardy has those like pillowy lips. Like he's just he's beautiful. Yeah. And once again, I think they're Katie and I could have a whole podcast five hours of Tom Hardy. Every week, man, I can talk about Tom Hardy. (laughs) But Logan Marshall Green is equally as cute. They do look alike. He they was, just uh, look like they're man, they're siblings. He he was in the uh, the initiation, which was good. Or the no, was it the invitation or the what is it? Uh, yeah, the invitation. invitation. Yeah. The invitation. Oh, now I know who you're talking about. Okay, I love cool. I loved him in Prometheus. So that's a that's, I'm that's kind of a sci-fi horror. Well, oh for sure, yeah. for sure. So, but this one seems to be like a little less alien. Yeah. I don't think there's aliens involved. Yeah, I think I so. think I think calling it a Black Mirror episode is pretty pretty spot on. Oh, for sure. On that note, I'm gonna hand uh, hand control over to Eli. He's got oh, some more things no, to I add. Think, uh, I think Kayla has. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. so ready. Okay. So she's been next. talking about this for like a month. Yes. <laughs> and I'm so excited. Um, so Hereditary comes out next week. 
finally. Um, there's been a lot of talk about the amazing trailers that have come out that look absolutely terrifying. If you haven't seen them, you may or may not watch them because I feel like this is one of those movies where the less you know, the less visuals you see, maybe the better off you are. So I've only watched like the one trailer that came out. It was excellent, but I didn't watch it again and I haven't watched the second one because I want to go in as clear as I possibly can. And the reviews are starting to come in and apparently it's like the most terrifying movie in years. It's super disturbing and like psychologically torturous. Oh, I'm nervous. Just can't wait. I'm so, I'm already scared thinking about it. I just can't wait. Um, So I will be going as soon as I can next week to go see it. I'm so excited. And it's one of those movies too, where it's um, a 24, which I always love. And it's, Great writing, great directing, great actors. And I feel like it's one of those movies that we should go see in theaters and support if that's something that interests us because the more movies that we go to support in the theaters like Hereditary, the more we'll get. And I'm always down for that. For something smart, interesting, uh, coming out of nowhere, original. Um, I want more of that. So we should all go to the movies and see it. <laughs> so that's my plan for Hereditary. Just in case you needed. One, which a lot of you probably don't, but that's my plug. And get that's what movie passes for is to go see all this good stuff. Hey, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've just discovered. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> I love Dude. it so much. Dude, movie passes is magical. It really and is. And this is in no way a sponsorship, even though it could be not an end. Wink, yeah. wink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. We would not complain about it. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm literally winking right now. Um, even though it's just my voice just for the just so I can tell you guys just for the effect. But if you go to movies and there's a lot of stuff coming out that you want to see, get movie pass. It is one hundred percent worth it. Have they implemented the changes yet? I haven't had any anything change. You like having to take a picture of the dub or whatever? No. Well, no, maybe just yet. for new people, but like evidently it's not unlimited. Well, it technically wasn't ever unlimited. You you watch one movie a day, but now you can watch yeah. four, four movies a month. Uh, four movies a month? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still cheaper than I mean, buying that's four still, movies. Yeah, no, that's still worth it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, don't have, I don't have time to go see four movies in a month. Yeah. I can make, we can get two in sometimes. Usually it ends up just being one, but that's still cheaper. Like that's still technically cheaper than going to the movies. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I have it, so it's cool. It's um, worth it. Cool. Well, Eli, I'm, I am done with hereditary for now. So, um, I'm sure, I'm sure the, the next episode you will not be done with it. Oh my God. I'm just, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. Um, well, I was just going to mention the, um, things in the horror verse that are available on the streaming services in June. Most of these hit, on June 1st, so you don't have to wait very long to check them out. Um, there's not a lot. Actually, Amazon Prime has the most um, for this month. Um, Netflix, June 1st, is The Boy. Did any of y'all see that? I think it had... I love that movie, Loki. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was that the girl from Walking Dead? Was she in that? Yes. Okay. 
Is that the movie with the weird mouthless doll? Yes. It's, okay, I did. It's I just never watched fun. It. Like, don't pay money to go see it like I did. <laughs> that was foolish. But just rent it or watch it when it comes on whatever uh, Netflix, I guess, Eli yeah. said. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just fun. It's good for a rainy day if you're bored. And okay. don't I'll take it too it. seriously. Yeah. It's just funny. Yeah, I liked it. Well, I, I think that's how I'll check it out. Um, but... Anyways, um, the other one that comes out at the end of the month, June 30th, is Mohawk. And um, I don't know much about it, but it's – well, I'll just read off of the – I don't know if this is Rotten Tomato or whatever it is. Whatever. Um, One member of her tribe sets an American camp ablaze. A young Mohawk warrior finds herself pursued – by a contingent of military renegades set on revenge, fleeing deep into the woods they call home, Oak and Calvin, along with their British companion Josh, must now fight against the bloodthirsty Colonel Holt and his soldiers. They must use every resource that the forest can offer. Um, RogerEbert.com gave it four stars. So, oh, wow. So yeah. it's supposed to be, IndieWire called it a brutal re- revenge thriller. Um, and KB and KB for what it's worth, Luke Harper's in it. So what? Yeah, <laughs> he's been doing more acting here recently. So. No, yeah. he's not. Um, oh my god, I'm so, gonna have to look this up. So I'm pretty excited about that one. Um, on Hulu on June 1st, Carrie comes out. Um, so if you wait, have, which Carrie? Oh, like the Carrie, like the okay, sweet. Yeah, yeah. that makes me happy. Um, <laughs> So it's if you've never an important seen it. distinction we must make. Um, <laughs> yeah, also, that makes me very happy. Also, the lesser, not very known sequel, Carrie Two: The Fury, from 1999, will be released on Hulu. Hmm. Um, and then on Amazon, like I said, this is a, a bit the, the big stuff. Um, June first, they're getting Day of the Dead. Um, they're getting Event Horizon, which. Yes. Oh, oh wow. God, I love that movie. Oh, oh my God. I haven't seen that in years. That yeah. movie. Oh, prepare to get your world oh, fucked messed me up. up. Yeah. That's yeah. one of the scariest, that is one of the scariest movies ever made. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Deeply disturbing. Yeah. I remember <laughs> I saw that on a VHS in middle school. And oh, God. didn't oh, come back scary. from that for weeks. <laughs> so scary. I, still, I can still barely watch that movie. It's just, oh man, it's super, super brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. I was hoping I was hoping you would have those reactions. So that's good. Yeah. Um, oh, that's one of my favorite. Later. Yeah, that's one of, honestly one of my favorite movies of all time. Nice. Maybe we can put that one in our retro rewind sometime. Oh, we should. Yes. yes. We oh should all gosh. also get together and rewatch it. Yeah. Yes. Let's do oh, it. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, let's just get real scared. <laughs> um, I'm ready. Let's see. What else? Oh, all the leprechauns will be on Amazon, including oh my God. Um, Leprechaun Origins with Hogsworth from the WWE. Well, I guess he's not. <laughs> um, Nurse Ho- 3D, which. Are you talking about Hornswoggle? Yeah, what did I say? Did, you called him like. Hogsworth or something. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I said. Hogs, hog, horn, 
Hornswoggle. No, it is Hornswoggle. Where did Hogsworth come from? <laughs> is that the Hogwarts? Harry Potter thing? No, that's Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Yeah. Hornswoggle. Is this I, like, like leprechauns in Harry Potter or something? Yeah, I'm like, I'm not aware that leprechauns were in Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> They're they technically. Technically, there bit. are leprechauns in Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, I was going to say, they technically can. The dude from the labyrinth, the little troll dude. Yeah. <laughs> Hoggle. <laughs> Hoggle. <laughs> and even uh, the Goblin King keeps calling him the wrong name, too. <laughs> Hogsworth. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're tired, guys. We're tired. Yeah. Um, we... Here's the motto again. We are tired. It's like delirium. (laughs) And the funny thing is, is like that wasn't even close. Like I just went off the road. Like (laughs) they both started with H and that's about it. Right. It's like the, it's like when Michael Scott, he's like, sometimes I just start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going to end. Like that's (laughs) that's how I am right now. I'm just kind of like, whatever. Um, so now that that's bushered, um, Nurse 3D, I don't know if y'all saw that. That's kind of more of a thriller um, kind of a thing. Um, this is a classic, The Burbs with Tom Hanks. I love this movie. Uh, that will be on Amazon June 1st. And I want to rewatch this because it got a bad rep when it came out. And I can't remember. I'm just going to Google it real quick since we are sitting here. Uh, oh, okay, that is it. Okay, so Vampire in Brooklyn with Eddie Murphy will be the, um, on Amazon, and that is um, Wes Craven directed that. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, um, and funny. Eddie Murphy and Charlie Murphy wrote the story, but there was a story, um, I think it was Gizmodo or somebody like that, IndieWire or somebody, but the headline was Eddie Murphy's Vampire in Brooklyn is one of the most underrated horror movies of all time. So I think it's like Ooh. maybe like Event Horizon, like maybe it didn't get a fair shake its first time, or maybe it was just flew under the radar, or you know I don't know. I want to check it back, check it out just because Wes Craven did it. So um, so that'll be there. And unrelated to horror, but Space Jam will be on uh, Amazon Prime. <laughs> Hell yeah. So um, there's that. And then we should be getting a Halloween teaser or trailer any day now. Um, oh, uh-huh, true. They've been, they've been, uh, they just, they did some reshoots um, within the last couple weeks. And by the time this goes out, it'll be June 1st. And we're supposed to be getting something at the beginning of June. So probably Sweet. by the next episode, we'll have that out. And be able to comment, feedback, whatever. So, so yeah. And then I couldn't find what was going on with Shutter in June. They may be shutting down for all I know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> maybe, oh, that's so sad. maybe that's why there's nothing to, to list. Um, I will say this: if you haven't seen these, um, Downrange and Sequence Break are both on Shutter, and uh, Downrange is better than Sequence Break, but they're both you know they're both worth a watch. Um, downrange is very good, very very good. So um, I'm too nervous to watch that show. It's whew, man, I I wasn't expecting it to be honest. I I, I don't know. Like so, there's some stuff on Shutter I just put on and just background, you know, just leave it run or whatever. That one just caught 
my attention from the start. Like there was just no way to ignore yeah. it. And, um, yeah. So, so anyways, so those are also fairly new. Um, cool. So now, so now we're going to go to Lena and we're going to do facts of the week. Um, cause I think we, we skipped it last week or the, the last time or the something cause of the interviews or whatever. So we got to get back on track with that. So coming up next. Facts of the week. All right. Take it away, Lena. All right. It's time for my fun facts. You guys. Yay. God. I hope that this becomes like a staple thing in in this. The best app I've ever invested in. (laughs) I've got four fun facts for you guys. And if we haven't mentioned it yet about our topic for the the retro uh, rewind, it is Universal Monsters. Yeah. I hope it's okay that I said that. <laughs> yeah, but really quick, I want to make sure that we elaborate exactly what Universal Monsters means before we talk about it. Because I feel like maybe a, if we've got a younger audience, they may not know what Universal Monsters mean. Like, what constitutes a Universal Monster? Give Like, give a list. Because I feel like that that's just, like, maybe not layman's terms. Okay, <laughs> sure. Um, um, so, well, we'll do. Let's do it after the facts. Yeah, because we'll actually. But they, might in, but they might not understand the facts if they don't know what we're talking about. Um, Lena, do you think that's true? Um, probably. Okay. Um, but. Well, who was who was who was about to start their? I'll do. I'll do like a super quick thing. So, the Universal yeah. Monsters refer to uh, characters who were in horror sci-fi films made by Universal Studios in the 20s through about the 50s, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, like The Phantom of the Opera is one of the old ones. Um, Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Those are just a couple examples. Um, so you usually think of like Bela Lugosi um, as Dracula, uh, Boris Karloff as um, the creature in Frankenstein, those kind of characters. So they're like the old classic horror that we think of. Um, That's perfect. Yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned, and I'm glad that you mentioned this because I, to be completely honest, had no idea that um, Phantom of the Opera was actually considered part of that group. So mm-hmm. I just learned yeah. something. Yay. <laughs> All yeah, right. Thank you, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, I almost had this ready. Okay. Okay. I love it too much. All right. Uh, Starting off, um, and this would probably be what KB may be talking about later about the makeup um, part of a part of it all. So applying the makeup took basically all day, you guys. So the mummy, Boris Karloff. Uh, it was an eight-hour process. So, eight hours in the makeup chair. Can you imagine? Wow. That? That's <laughs> insane. That's like my morning routine. <laughs> they would begin at about 11 a.m. and finish around 7 p.m. Yes. And then would shoot from 7 p.m. till 2 a.m. 
Oh my god! I can't. Yeah. I can't even imagine that. Um, in Frankenstein, the makeup took four hours, but this makeup was done every single day, and the costume weighed fifty pounds. Oh. And was shot during the summer. <laughs> yeah. Wild. That's insane. And for the Wolfman, the makeup took about six hours, um, and then an extra three get the makeup off. But uh, while he was sitting in the chair getting the makeup on, it was a lot of rubber and, get this, yak hairs applied to his head. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh, gross. <laughs> no fun. Um, next on my list is about a line in Frankenstein that was missing for years. Does anybody have an idea of what line it is? Um, it's alive? No, no, but it's that close because this line follows that line. Mm. Um, after he says, it's alive, he goes on to say, in the name of God, now I know what it feels like to be God. Hmm. <laughs> that line that is in like current home releases on video um, but it was missing for a long time um, it was present during the premiere but after that in the in the later like 30s because that movie came out in 1931 uh, it was considered sacrilegious and needed to be removed so they drowned it out with thunder in the for a period of time there <laughs> so, wow that's very interesting. I never noticed that. Um, next, The Bride of Frankenstein, which I need to revisit because that's one that I have not seen as much as the others. But um, the lead actress' name is Elsa Lanchester. Her character was inspired by swans, believe it or not, um, that she would observe in London. She said they were nasty creatures, and so she would <laughs> imitate their head jerking and hisses. And they would actually take the hiss that she would make and run it backwards to make it sound a little bit creepier. So that's very oh, cool. <laughs> Super cool, yes. Oh, that's really cool. Finally, um, did y'all know that Universal almost nearly stopped making monster movies hmm. in 1936? For some reason, they dropped the monster films completely, um, but a theater in 1938 decided to run a special triple feature of Dracula, Frankenstein, and The Son of Kong, which I have not seen that last one. But it was such a huge hit that Universal decided to pick it back up, and they made Son of Frankenstein in 1939 and considered making the movie, so... Thank you to that little theater in L.A. for that. Um, but all my fun facts today came from Blade Disgusting, so thank you guys for keeping us up to date on everything cool and horror. That's all I got for right now. Cool. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, well, um, I think that that means we're going to jump into our first Retro Rewind. Are y'all ready to do that? So ready. I'm in. All right. Well, we're going to start it.
right, so this is our first episode of what we're calling Retro Rewind. And in the video I posted on Instagram, basically we were just saying something that's older than five years old or ten years old, just you know, not a new release or not a current release. Um, this is just a – we've done topics like um, – you know, what's your favorite slasher or women in horror? You know, that's just a very specific um, topic to cover a lot of things. Retro Rewind is generally going to be about a specific movie. Tonight's is going to be a little bit different just because it's kind of covering like an umbrella um, of movies. But in the future, if you listen to earlier in the episode, we were all really excited about Event Horizon. That will probably be one. Um, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Exorcist. I mean, we're going to like focus in and talk about specific um, movies that we like and appreciate and just kind of go a little bit deeper than some of the general topics that we, you know, hey, my favorite slasher is Nightmare on Elm Street. Hey, mine's Friday 13th. And then that's it. And we wrap it up. Like, we'll be able to go into it a little bit more and give some details. So um, tonight we're talking about the Universal Monsters and Kayla kind of explained earlier what that entailed. Um, it's generally considered um, to be from Phantom of the Opera, 1925, to Creature from the Black Lagoon in 1954. Um, there are, depending on who you ask, generally there's eight big movies out of that period. Um, tons and tons of sequels and crossovers and all that kind of stuff, but these are the big eight um, that we'll be talking about. So... Um, I'll just go through the list real quick. Uh, Phantom of the Opera was in 1925. Dracula came out on Valentine's Day, 1931. Frankenstein came out uh, November 21st, 1931. Uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde came out on New Year's Eve, 1931. Invisible Man, 11-13-33. Bride of Frankenstein was in April of 35. Wolfman was in December of 41. And then Creature from the Black Lagoon was in March of 54. So those are like the big ones. Um, I was actually surprised that Phantom was that early. Um, I, mm. For some reason, I always thought Dracula was the first one. I thought that was the one that kind of started everything. But um, but no, uh, Phantom was, what, six years before that. So definitely. Also, I think the, the original Phantom was a silent film and Dracula was, yes. was a talkie. And I think that that's a big reason why I didn't think that it was part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. kind of class. So that was probably very, you know, the most interesting thing I'll hear all night because, I mean, everything else I kind of knew about. So that was really cool to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting, too, like when you think about the movies that people were making back then, a lot of those movies, even in the silent era and into the kind of talkies era, a lot of them were horror movies. Um, and so there's just that drive that we want to see something scary <laughs> we want to see these kind of horrifying stories on the screen so much that a lot of our first movies were horror and i think that's really interesting too um you know there's a lot of comedies as well but we just have that we just have the desire for it i just think that's really interesting mm-hmm. well i think it's you know i don't think horror has changed that much um as far as you know, back then horror movies were cheap to produce, and nowadays horror movies are cheap to produce. Like I think people gravitate towards that 
not only because they like it, but just from a studio standpoint, I mean, they're, they're cheap to make, you know? Um, so I, I don't think the motivation was that different, you know, 60, 70, 80 years ago. Um, but does anybody have, um, you know, how you got into it? You know, did you, um, cause some of these, I, I read the book before I saw the movie. So, you know, like I was in high school or whatever, and, you know, ended up reading the book before I actually got around to watching the movie. And, um, so yeah. Does anybody have a, you know, like what's the first one they watched or how they got in, you know, involved with them or whatever? Well, I remember, um, my dad, Robert, when I was younger, he had comic books and like little, like action figures of all these things. And that kind of got me interested into it. I remember him having like the werewolf and, uh, Dracula. And I'm not even sure what the comic books were about, but I feel like I need to go find those now. So Robert, if you're listening, Find them in the attic, please. <laughs> Dang, Robert, you're cool. I know. That's yeah. really awesome. Yeah. What, a, yeah. what a cool dad. I know, yes. But that's kind of what got me interested in it. And I can't really remember the first one I saw, but I want to say it could have been Creature from the Black Lagoon. And I will say when I was uh, a child, I do remember at our pool we had a son with the creature's picture on it. And it said, welcome to our ool. Notice there's no P in it. Let's keep it that way. So oh. <laughs> that was another thing that I had not seen the movie yet. <laughs> so that got me interested as well. So oh, cool. thank you, Robert. Shout out. <laughs> See, and I did, I mean, I mentioned earlier that my mom was the one who came up with the idea. So um, she loved these movies. Um she always had them on TV all the time. If they were on TV, she'd just play them. Um, almost as like, I guess like a background noise, kind of how you do. Um, cause she'd watched them so many times. So she just really likes it. Like I'll call her on the phone and she'll be like eating a snack and watching like some old, um, sequel of Frankenstein or something. You're like, oh, That's you know, so just cute. Just, just how you do. So she, she loves these movies. I mean, mine's not that interesting. I didn't really grow up around horror movies. So really what got me interested and actually kind of buying into the Universal Monsters was seeing um, the horror movie makeup show at Universal Studios. So I'll I'll talk a little bit about... I'll talk a little bit about that later, so it'll make more sense, but that's honestly, I I never really, you know, watched horror growing up. I was very sensitive to it as a child, but as I grew older, I liked a little bit more of the, you know, the gore movies, so until... I saw that, like, I didn't really, I didn't, actually really didn't pay much attention to them, which is, you know, heresy, I'm sure, but I just never, just never got into them. So my, my story's boring. I'll be the downer for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got, like, the interesting makeup stuff that I can't wait to hear about. <laughs> It'll be really cool. So cool. Right. Um... So is that me? Am I the last one? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you are. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I'll follow up KB's story. That was 
Well, we I've we've talked about this before. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly like when it happened, but I, I would just distinctly remember going to one of the book fairs at, at school. And, oh hell yeah! Yeah, and like I got all of the like the monster stuff, and like I always, and I, I have a version of it now, but it's it's not the same one. But it's like a, it's a little like a, it's a little like a movie monster book, and um, somebody wrote their name. Charles Barkley wrote his name in it, so not that Charles Barkley, but a guy named Charles Barkley. So <laughs> I was like, yeah. why? <laughs> but was that t- what you just had with you? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, they they talk about movie monsters from like Phantom of the Opera all the way up to, I think it went up to like, I remember Alien was in it, and I uh, you know Exorcist was in it, and I think some stuff from the early '80s was in it too. Um, but I was just like obsessed with it, and then I was also I was always obs- obsessed with makeup and special effects, and even. Um, you know, like models, you know, how people would make the models for the movies and, um, you know, that kind of stuff and behind the scenes stuff. And, you know, I always loved like, um, like backlots, you know, I I can tell when a movie is shot on a backlot and it's not a real movie. And like, I can, you know, so like, I love all the Universal Studios stuff, all the tours and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I just remember, like, Halloween, like, I was Dracula one year, I was the Wolfman one year, I was the Phantom of the Opera one year, I was Freddy one year, so, I mean, pretty much, like, my whole dressing up phase, I mean, I was, it was monsters, you know, and, um, but I, I gravitated more towards the, I guess, Dracula, um, just, I remember distinctly just loving um, Lost Boys and uh, Love. Was it was it Love at First Bite with Jim Carrey? Is that the name of it, or First Bite or First something? Anyways, he's, oh, yeah. he's a virgin, and this other this older vampire seduces him. Whatever. Shouldn't have been watching it as a kid, but anyways. Um, <laughs> also, the werewolves. Um, I love the Teen Wolf movie, the Teen Wolf cartoon. Um, trying to think of some of the other ones. Uh, Monster Squad obviously had all of them in there. Uh, and yeah. then, you know, going back and watching, uh, I, I want to say the first one I remember watching was actually The Invisible Man, um, which Claude Rains played The Invisible Man. Actually, it's, I think, well, it won't be by the time this airs, but as of right today, it's the anniversary of his passing. He passed on this day in, like, whatever, 1970 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but just going back, and, and, and then, you know, I went, to, I went to Universal Studios when I was a teenager, and um, just going, being, seeing that they have a big part of the park that's, you know, geared towards all the Universal monsters, and certain times of year they're walking around the the park and interacting and stuff like that so the monster cafe the monster cafe yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so um i mean i i think i've 
you know, at least since kindergarten, I have just always, it, it was never like a, um, you know, I know some people now that are like our age or even younger and they don't go back and watch the classics. They'll go to, you know, they'll go to like the eighties and then stop. And, mm-hmm. and it was never that way for me. Like I loved, you know, Dracula from 1931. I liked Godzilla. I liked, you know, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Night of the Living Dead. I mean, I just, it was just all part of the the history of it. It wasn't just a, a, a segment of it. So, um, so yeah. And I think, I'm glad that you brought that up because I think a lot of people do go back only so far or they hit like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and that's their basis for like a classic horror. Mm-hmm. But I think if you push yourself and go back to these truly classic universal monsters, you'll see where all of our horror comes from. Like the imagery, the kind of acting, the characters, like it all, a lot of it centers from this. And I think it's really important if you're a horror fan to kind of study your history and like know your shit. And I think that it's important to go back to these and, you know, some of them hold up absolutely beautifully and some of them hold up a little less beautifully um but i think especially the original ones like the dracula frankenstein bride frankenstein hold up really nicely um and i think we can still enjoy them as modern audiences too even if they're not gory or um uh complex plots or anything like that i think that it's important for us to watch those so i hope you know if you haven't seen them maybe this will encourage you to go back and give them a try yeah I mean the the sets are usually just amazing that they built back then, and um, mm-hmm. usually the the music's awesome. And um, even you know it was obviously primitive, but the makeup was you know ahead of its time. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think you mentioned the sets, and I think it's kind of cool to know um, a lot of the design and from especially the early. Universal monster movies and kind of where we get a lot of horror look today comes from like German expressionism. So a lot of German directors and cinematographers moved to the United States when they were persecuted um, in Germany in the 20s and 30s. And they moved to the U.S. and started working in Hollywood and they brought that imagery, that kind of really dark, sharp lines, um, lots of shadows they brought that to Hollywood and that's kind of how we get the looks of a lot of those classic monster movies, um, which I think is really cool. You know, it, it comes from people who are making movies about, um, a lot of European monsters who are running away from monsters. So, um, I think that's a interesting connection to think about how we get designs like Tim Burton movies, comes from that sort of style. I think yeah. that's kind of cool. He was definitely influenced cool. by those. And then a lot of the 50s, you know, what we would call 50s junk, you know, the drive-in stuff and the midnight movies and all that kind of stuff. So, um, well, I guess the next thing is, is what is what is everyone's favorite out of the Universal Monsters and what is everyone's least favorite? Oh. oh, man. Oh, I don't know what least favorites are. I know. Um... My favorite is uh, Frankenstein. That's my favorite movie of this bunch. Um, I just think it's really beautiful. And I also am deeply obsessed with the novel. Every time I read it, 
something else comes out at me because mm. um, there's just so much happening and it's just completely genius. Um, and the movie takes it in a completely different direction, but it still brings out some really interesting things. And Boris Karloff is just lovely. <laughs> um, and I just, he just is sweet and you feel such like empathy for his creature. Um, and such like horror at what's happening to him. And that's part of it is not necessarily that he's so terrifying. I mean, he is like scary looking, but how people treat him and he's just misunderstood. I think that's really cool um, perspective to bring to this monster too, that he's a little bit deeper than just being like kind of rambling around and being scary looking. He's not really that menacing. So um, I really like that movie a lot. I think it's really beautiful. Um, I have to say, for me, my favorite, it's it's tough to choose between these two, the creature from the Black Lagoon and the Wolfman, but the creature comes out a little bit further, because I just love the music, I love the underwater photography, and, you know, oh, yeah. all that is just beautiful, I love his webbed hands and feet, <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is something, like, I kid y'all not, like, I turn this movie on and turn it up real loud and go sit outside and just listen to it. It's just, I don't know, it's very soothing to me. Um, and I just think it's so cool. And as far as my least favorite, I can't think of a least favorite, but there are some that I have I don't know as well as the others, like Bride of Frankenstein and, and uh, The Invisible Man. Those two I don't know as well. Which I need to know, so I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that. But I think they're all just so amazing, and I mean the Wolfman as well, just so cool. I love werewolves and all that stuff. So, but the creature is my boy, <laughs> right? Um, mine is probably a good tie, um, but for two different reasons. My my mother grew up. Um, she she didn't bring me up in a horror household, but my mom loved vampires. My mm-hmm. mom loved vampire movies, vampire books. Um, so I have kind of grown up with a love of vampires. So I would say that my first favorite is definitely Dracula. Um, was she, uh, was she I, an Anne Rice fan? Oh, I mean, yeah. Honestly, she liked... Um, this series called the necroscope or something, uh, Brian Lumley. It's, it, but it was like, apparently oh. real fucked up shit. Apparently yeah, she would always intense. talk about how, yeah. like how brutal it was. I was like, damn Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> Yet she wouldn't let me, she wouldn't let me, uh, watch horror movies as a kid. Like I eventually, you know, yeah. So <laughs> go down the path she was on, right? It's hard to, so, you know, once you get to that point, you're like, oh, don't turn down this path. Like interview. I mean, I remember like explicitly remember interview with the vampire, and like I remember that movie is was really my first horror scene that I ever like walked in on. My parents, I think, were watching it. And I walked in, and and I don't know how I remember this so vividly, but it's like one of those memories that I walked in. I walked in the living room. They were watching Interview with the Vampire, and it was one of the. It was, 
it was a scene where like they were both feeding on the same girl or something and my heart I was sure that I was like <laughs> I don't even know how old I was when that when that came out but I was sure that my heart stopped in that moment when did that movie come out um yeah, 94. Okay, so, I mean, I was I was pretty young, and I remember being petrified, but I, for some, you know, for some reason, have, have just grown up loving vampires, all of the simplicity of the story. I like all of the, you know, different kinds of vampires, but, of course, you know, Dracula was really, you know, is the vampire. Yeah. If you're going to make a movie... It better include Dracula at some point, and God knows we've seen enough enough vampire movies at this point. Um, I but I mean, it's not just, anything that'll ever die. Yeah, I recently just rewatched Dracula 2000. Um, oh God! And, <laughs> Good. Um, I mean, it wasn't as bad as I remember it. I mean, it, it's. It's pretty rough. That's nice. Honest. But it, uh, it, it's just like, you know, they're like, throw 1999 in a blender and we'll call it a day. I mean, it's just like, like the, one, the, <laughs> oh, the, the main girl that, like, he's seducing, she works at Virgin Records and, you know, they're all wearing, like, the all black leather, like, they look like they're in the Oh, God. Oh, see, like, I mean. It's just like, if they had just, like, like, done it, like, straight down the middle, it actually probably wouldn't have been that bad. It was a decent yeah. story. But... And I think that was Wes Craven as well. Well, he produced it. Well, the cool thing about vampire movies is that it branches off into movies like Blade. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Those movies were incredible. I don't want anybody to tell me otherwise. Um, but, like, you get a lot from vampires, and Dracula was the origin. I think we need to do an entire episode on vampires because I could fill up a good yeah. hour and a half just about vampires. So let's, let's do, do it. it. I agree. I agree. <laughs> um, so my second favorite in a tie is, of course, Frankenstein. Um, I have a dog named Frankenstein. Um, he, goes, he goes by Frank, but... Um, I mean, it's the classic and really what got me into um, the whole Universal franchise was, and it had a lot to do with the makeup, um, the makeup portion of it. Um, And I kind of mentioned earlier that I got into, you know, learning about the classic characters through the horror movie makeup show at Universal Studios. I mean, Universal Monster, they actually have, you know, their own little... um, their own little show that they have come on, you know, at scheduled times. It's only about 30 minutes long. It's been running since like 1990, all about the universal horror movie and the makeup. Um, and it all kind of centers around, um, you know, the same guy that kind of pioneered and, and I think pioneered the industry as a whole, uh, Jack Pierce, um, Mm -hmm. who did all of the makeup, all of the, you know, special effects. He he worked with cotton and, like, grease paint and really kind of primitive materials. What was it you said that he, uh, he had yak hair attached to him, but then they actually seared it with a, um, with, like, a hot, 
uh, a hot object. So they seared the yak hair and the, the rumor is, or like the joke was that, uh, Jack Pierce would always burn him on purpose. Oh no. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, so he was kind of known for being this very, uh, stern, almost kind of like hard to get along with person, but he had a like really, really good, working, uh, relationship with Boris Karloff. Um, so, you know, they created all of this stuff and they created, you know, the Wolfman with Lantini Jr. And he had a prosthetic nose and it's just, it's, I mean, that guy went through allergic reactions, Mm, you know, with that. And, it was just, it's crazy that this guy started this entire, you know, pretty much pioneered this entire industry. Um, and he died in like 1968, but they, you know, they still talk about him. He's, he's a legend. I mean, he's, he's what, you know, Tom Savini is now to modern makeup artistry Mm, in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, if it wasn't for him, Greg Nicotero wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. Rob Savini wouldn't exist. Like they are who, and I don't remember what the the documentary's name was. Um, they used to have a documentary on Netflix about this stuff. It was all about like um, horror movie makeup, and it was, I mean, it was the one of the most fascinating things I think I've ever watched. Mm. That's so cool. Yeah, if you can, um, if you can find that, um, you know what? This is what the Google's for: horror movie makeup documentary. Because it was really, really awesome. Very, very Nightmare Factory. Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube, um, and it's it's absolutely fascinating. If you have any kind of like, you know, little bit of interest of special effects and, and makeup and stuff like that. Watch Nightmare Factory. I mean, for the longest time, that's what I wanted to do for a living. And yeah, I'm a makeup artist, um, but I'm, I don't, it's not the same thing. And it's, it's one thing that like, I wanted to go to his horror movie makeup school for the longest time, but I was too broke of a, you know, shitty college student to be able to move to <laughs> Philadelphia and, and go to his school. But yeah, I mean, that's definitely what pulled me into Frankenstein and what pulled me into the whole concept of Universal Monsters, for sure. So, I don't, I don't know if I have a least favorite. I would say The Invisible Man, just because I've never seen it. Well, that'll do it. Yeah. I know. Uh, you should see it, though. Oh, yeah, I need to. Yeah, The Invisible Man is the... Claude Rains is awesome. Yeah. Oh, he's such a good actor. Yeah, that's I need cool. to check it out. Um, well, as a kid, um, it was definitely Dracula and Wolfman. Um, just because, as I mentioned earlier in my ramble, um, I was pretty much obsessed with vampires and uh well, there's Wolfman and then Werewolves, so there's two different things. Um, in the Monster Squad, he's the Wolfman because he was wearing pants. Um, <laughs> but, That's a good distinction to make, yeah. actually. That's well, yeah, yeah. yeah, because in American Wolf in London, he turns into a, an actual wolf. So 
you got to be careful. It's tricky. Mm-hmm. It is tricky. Yeah. Um, but now, as I'm older, you know, I gravitate more towards like creature and probably Frankenstein. I guess. I mean, I like. I think I liked all of them when I was younger, but um, Dracula and Wolfman were the the two, the big ones. Um, but I don't know. Phantom never really. Phantom and Doctor Jekyll were the two that never really. Um, I don't know. Like I think I like I like the I like some of the musicals of Phantom better than that you know, the Universal Phantom. Um, mm. So I think that's kind of. I was trying to find the Robert England Phantom of the Opera. He was Phantom in like nineteen. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, cool. Yeah. I love that. I haven't seen that, but I've watched like clips of it because yeah. I thought that that was really funny. People, That's so fun. Some people were like ragging him because they're like, he's acting too much like Freddie. Like, well, he played Freddie for like a decade. What do you expect? But um, I couldn't I couldn't find it when I was looking for it. So I want to go back and try to find that. But um, yeah, but those two just were never... Um, like I think I had a like some kind of VHS set that had them, so I mean I'd watch them just because I had them. But like they were never the, um, you know, the go tos, I guess. Um, so yeah. I think some of the ones that I don't really enjoy is when they start doing like mashups later, where they all mm-hmm. kind of are in each other's movies and they get a little bit more cheesy. That happens quite a bit later, I think. Like during. I think it happens like during World War II probably people aren't as interested in watching like a monster movie and being scared so they get kind of like comedic after a little bit um, and there's, they're just kind of like I don't know they're just not very entertaining to me nowadays I guess I guess maybe at the time people wanted to see that sort of thing and then but if I watch it now it just comes across kind of cheesy and old um, and rather than classic well, and a lot of those two, like after the some some of the actors were in like like one or two sequels, but like mm-hmm. you know, if you look at some of the Dracula movies from like the forties and fifties, like you know, Bela Lugosi's not um, you know, he's not playing Dracula at that point. Yeah, and a lot of those guys too got typecast in those mm-hmm. parts, and that's just that's what they could play. Especially, I think, like, yeah. Lugosi, since his accent's super heavy, yeah. um, mm-hmm. that it might be hard to kind of play other parts or be not horror actor. And I think, I don't know how much they struggled with it personally, but I know that they kept playing those parts over and over again, and even if the movie wasn't super great. So, I don't know if that's yeah. something to do with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, this is, like, a, a fun question, and this this can be the last one if we want to wrap it up. Um, you know what? I just thought of something. I forgot one too. Uh, the Mummy. The Mummy is one of the Universals too. Um, I do like the Mummy a lot. And it's yeah. Boris Karloff again. He's yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, I want to say. I also <laughs> am obsessed. I'm also obsessed with the Mummy somewhat remake with Brendan Fraser in the best. Um, let me also point out Love that it. the mummy at Universal Studios is the best ride ever oh. created. Yes. Agreed. I could ride that so many times. 
Oh my god. So I, cool. That's to this day my favorite favorite ride at that park. And I gotta love the end with uh, uh, Brandon Frazier. He's like, I just want my cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten stuck with that part and had to watch that little video like too many times. It's so good. It's so, so good. good. <laughs> um, yeah, The Mummy was in 32, so it was right around the... It came out before The Invisible Man, so... Um, Anyways, yeah, so I guess there's nine, technically, out of the ones we're talking about. Um, so let's list off everybody's um, Mount Rushmore. So, like, what would be your four, you know, your four that go on the Mount Rushmore for the Universal Monsters? Ooh. Ooh, oh, I know. I know. Dracula, Frankenstein... Wolfman, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. That's mine exactly as well. I would swap Wolfman for The Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, hell yeah. Not just for just lady representation, but for her image is so often copied um, and played on. I I can't even count how many times, like in cartoons, there's a lady with like the hair and the Kind of well, she's also she's yeah. also beautiful. Oh gosh, yeah. she's so oh, yeah. gorgeous. She's stunning. Now, see, now, okay, now I want to swap out um, Wolfman for her and put her beside Frankenstein. Copycat. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. you're just you're just an influencer, Kayla. Yeah, I'm just an influencer. Um, but yeah, I I just think her special her image is just so awesome that she's recognizable. It's awesome. I'm very. Um, I would have to probably go with KB's first one, Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolf, Wolfman creature. Um, not to take anything away from the bride, but she's kind of, you know, she follows Frankenstein. So like, we've already got one Frankenstein on there. And like, to me, I think Wolfman, like the werewolf legend is just iconic. So like, I, I just don't think I could not put it on there. I maybe could take creature off and put bride up there, but I just like, I just like the creature so much now, especially like that I'm older. So, um, but most people usually Dracula, Frankenstein are always on the list, you know, and then there are three and four are the ones that, that's, you know, fluctuate a little bit. So, um, so cool. Um, so that was a pretty good retro rewind without having a, you know, set structure. Um, Y'all just got to hear us shoot the shit. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. <laughs> it's been a bit since we've gotten to do that, so it's always yeah. really fun. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's a lot of what the show is. You're just going to have to deal with that. <laughs> we're gonna, we're oh, gonna... you like us. Yeah. I, I want to throw in one more thing cause on my notes because this is pretty funny. Um so the creature had two actors play him, one for the land and one for sea, the ocean <laughs> or the water, I guess. Uh, but my uncle Jimmy, hey Uncle Jimmy, hey uh, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> so he's from Oakland, California, and one of those actors is also from Oakland. I think it was Ben Chapman who played the on land creature. 
So my uncle Jimmy likes he likes to do self care and go to the mud baths because that's what you do in California. Uh, but uh, <laughs> he was in a mud bath with the creature. Oh, cool. Dude, I want to hang out with Uncle Jimmy. He's fun. Oh, he's awesome. He's a belly He is so cool. That's so neat. I thought that was funny, and I had that in my notes. My Uncle Jimmy (laughs) and the mud bath. (laughs) And how appropriate that the guy was in the mud bath. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yes. That's my my last little thing. (laughs) I love the fit. This is like a family connection episode. I I really appreciate that. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Good time. Awesome. Yeah, I don't have an uncle that calls. Cool. So we're going to do our socials. Yeah, y'all, you know where to find us, Music City Horror. Uh, we're also on Indie Popcorn, so definitely make sure to check them out as well. Um, you get some other suggestions for other pop culture podcasts, which is always really fun to kind of dig around and find new podcasts. Um, but yeah, look for us, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're all over the place. Uh, Music City Horror. Nice. Um, did we... I feel bad not asking this before we started recording this. Um, did we have any podcasts to shout out? I have shouted out. Oh, oh wait, no, 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 I've got one. Shout out to my boy Garrett at Predetermined Podcast. I don't think we've ever actually shouted him out. No, I don't think um, so. But he's got a great, uh, a great gig going. If this always somehow uh, ends up tying back to wrestling, um, but he uh, runs a really good wrestling podcast. They've actually got a slot at Starcast at All In, which is really, really cool for him. Um, and he always comes out and supports us at our um, movies that we host at Full Moon Cineplex. So shout out to those guys um, and definitely go give them a listen. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for your support. Friends, yeah. That's awesome. Yay, we love friends. Um, I'm trying to be quick here. Um, so we met, um, Taylor, who runs, um, Poptimus, um, and he is, uh, also plays bass, but he's in the Nashville area, um, and he has been very, uh, very cool. We've talked in, um, in our DMs, as people do online now. Um, <laughs> he slid in there. Yeah, just slid on in. Um, <laughs> I have to tell y'all later, somebody had one of the best responses about, like, they slid into somebody's DM, and anyways, it was funny. Um... Also, want to give a shout out to Tashana. She's from Something's Not Right podcast. Um, they do um, more of a, I guess, true crime. Um, their most recent episode is about Steve McNair. So, um, but Ooh. she came to the movie night in April, so the first one. And um, again, she's in Nashville too. So, um, and then we were talking about modern horror. Uh, horrors uh, they're also in Nashville um, they we've been talking to them recently so 
We might have something brewing with them. <coughs> and I think that's it. I'm just choking now, so. <coughs> right? <You're, laughs> listen, we can't have it like an on air death. I know. I know this is a horror podcast. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry. It's amazing. It's Appropriate amazing. use of air horn app. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Finally. I'm so I'm so glad I know you. <laughs> These are the kind of you guys are the kind of friends we always wanted. <laughs> In so many ways. <laughs> this only just proves it even more. <laughs> Silly, uh, silly air horns on a school night. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. And true, out true. Yeah, about that life. Yeah, about that life. Awesome. Well, I think that's it. Um, check on. We've been doing more. It seems like we've been doing more on Instagram lately. So check, um, check that or check Facebook. We'll have. Uh, we'll be doing a new movie this month or. Well, when it airs, it'll be June uh, at Full Moon Cineplex. And um, this month we actually got to talk, so we got up and said hello and chatted. And um, hopefully the next movie we'll have maybe a few words prepared and (laughs) not winging it like we do a lot of stuff. So um, we'll keep you posted on that, and if you can make it out, that'd be good. And... um, uh, oh, I guess we'll say one quick thing. Um, we've uh, we kind of uh, made it into the top ten on iTunes. Um, now, before everyone starts clapping and setting us up for a parade, um, those things fluctuate. Like I think if we check it now, we won't even be in the top one hundred. So, um, but we had an influx of reviews and a bunch of new subscribers. So I think that just peaked. But nonetheless, we're gonna. That's resume fodder, so we're going to take it and run with it. So we appreciate it. So, um, right. if, thank you, everyone. Who yes, thank you. Contributed to that. So if you, um, you know, again, if you if you want to help us out, uh, just you know, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, we're we're looking for five stars. Uh, hopefully, if it's not worth a five star, you'll be kind and just not post something. But um, <laughs> if you want to, you know, tell your friends and everything. I mean, I I, I print up pretty much hit up everyone in my phone book and you know they i think they were doing it in a couple minutes so it doesn't take Mm. long to leave a review um but that definitely helps i mean we it was proof by our chart placement so uh we appreciate that so but i think that's all for this episode so unless y'all have something i guess we're signing off cool thanks y'all bye-bye see you next time bye